Welcome to this episode of Fail Succeed. Joining us as ever to discuss a failure and a success from the week is H. Welcome H. Hi. Our fail this week is that Jeremy Kyle has refused to give evidence to a parliamentary inquiry into reality TV. For those of you who don't know, Jeremy Kyle is a TV presenter who has a chat show or had a chat show, it's now been cancelled, where he got people on to discuss contentious issues going on in their private lives. So for instance, if someone was uh, accused of cheating on their spouse, he would do a, a lie detector test, that sort of thing. Jeremy Kyle was acting like he was the toughest guy in the world, telling people to shut up and sit down. And it was a pretty horrible spectacle, I thought. And the reason it's been cancelled is that one of the people who was on it, uh, a guest called Steve Diamond, took his own life a week after appearing on the show. The Culture Committee in Parliament is doing an inquiry into reality TV because there's been a spate of incidents with, for instance, people taking their own lives after being on Love Island, which is another reality show. And Jeremy Carr has refused to appear to give evidence. These shows are fairly depressing, are they not, H? But they're quite addictive to a lot of people. I think that's pretty bad form from him because he's made a living from airing people's dirty laundry. The least he can do is put his hands up and say that perhaps it's all gone a bit too far. He's in a unique position to do some good now. Um, he's got a really kind of first-hand experience with the whole thing, but it seems he's putting himself first. And I think he's just trying to save his own skin, which is disappointing. Yeah, just having seen bits of the show, I hold him in pretty low regard for the behaviour he exhibited on the show. Yeah, and did you see there was a Channel 4 documentary that alleged guests were plied with alcohol and drugs before the show aired to make their interactions more extreme? I did, yeah. And if that's it's fairly true, shocking, that show. Yeah, if that's true, then that's a far cry from the support that uh, they should be offering people on reality shows. We're all complicit in this stuff, right? I mean, you and I may not watch Jeremy Kyle, but... We probably do watch shows that have some element of the same sort of exploitation, don't you think? Well, I don't really watch reality TV, but I am aware of... I know Never? How, not really, You've no. You've never watched? I have done in the past, but I, you know, I think I watched the first season of, of uh, Big Brother when it came out years ago. It's a, it's a funny one, isn't it, though? Because people often... There's a certain attitude where you think, well, if you put yourself up for this, if you want your 15 minutes of fame, then you've got to be prepared to take the cost of that. But there's this, the big argument at the moment is whether these people who appear on these shows should be appearing, uh, should be receiving more support. Just one interesting little fact about Jeremy Carr before we wrap things up. So he, he actually uh, wrote a book and I think he talks about his OCD in the book. He says a couple of things. Listen, I get up and mop the kitchen floor at 2 a.m. I lick my mobile phone to make sure it's clean. I know it's disgusting. I did lick golf balls too until somebody told me a guy in America who did that died because of the pesticides. So there we go. Jeremy Kyle is our fail this week for refusing to give evidence to a parliamentary inquiry. Moving on to our success, which is a lot more uplifting and fun and lighthearted. This is, I think he's a TV presenter in America a guy called Adam Savage, who has a show or a YouTube channel called Mythbusters, and he, he does interesting things. And this time, he's built a real-life bulletproof Iron Man suit that flies using mini jet engines. Yeah, we're getting closer with the whole jetpack thing, but when you consider that the Bond film Thunderball came out in 1965, that's 50 years ago, and we're still not all jetting to work with personal jetpacks strapped to our backs. But it's nice to know that people are still trying. Would you want to do that, though? What? Go to work with a jetpack on? Yeah. Who the hell wouldn't? But does that not 
have some fundamental conflict with your environmental beliefs. Oh, you're always trying to catch me out. <laughs> it's compromise, isn't it? You know? Oh, yeah, I suppose so. That, You've that, got to invent some green... I don't think you could do it. Uh, the amount of thrust the amount of thrust required. It would have to be like a miniature fusion reactor, which obviously we can't do at the moment. What, okay, look, I'll tell you, that's, that's the compromise. Once we can nail fusion... I'll go to work with a jet pa- a fusion jetpack on, but until then, I will uh, I'll eschew the jetpack. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, um, but I mean, it is pretty cool, right? And they they three D printed the titanium, which is also quite awesome. No, okay, several things, right? Several things about this. I didn't see the guy take a round. No, but I think that might be in the full program. Right. Okay. Because it was advertised as being bulletproof, but I didn't. Uh, I'm just saying I need some proof because I didn't see it. Apparently, there was some slow motion. Apparently, there was some slow motion footage of, of it being shot. But I bet you it was just like the, the the chest plate or something tied to something, and they shot it. He didn't wear it in the air while someone shot at him. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I expect he didn't. But that doesn't mean that it isn't bulletproof. And also, I think that the whole Iron Man thing was a bit lame. To be fair, I think it's a bit of a deviation from the whole importance of being able to get to work on a jetpack. I'm, I'm not sure it necessarily. I think that's follow- the important thing in the development of jetpacks is being able to get to work, or just you know, just traveling around them. My point is, like, if you're going to travel around on a jetpack. It doesn't necessarily follow that you need to be dressed as a superhero. I think you'd come across a bit weird and creepy if you did. You know, if you were flying yeah. around your jetpack in a superhero outfit, people would be a bit like, yeah, that's a bit weird. But it, it did get me thinking, H, what other powers people should be working on? And I've got a bit of a list here. Shoot. Okay, so I'm going to go through them and I, I've got my thoughts on them. The Incredible Hulk, okay. If yeah. you can make a nutritional supplement that turns you green and makes you instantly huge and muscly, could be pretty useful. I'm thinking when I'm not getting served in a bar, if I suddenly, you know, took a supplement that made me massive and threw off all my clothes, I get served pretty quickly. No one's going to throw you out of the bar. You also have uncontrolled rage, which I'm not sure uh, would be useful. Well, well, but I would just come to you and ask how you deal with that on a day to day basis. Magneto from the X-Men. Yeah. So here, I've thought about this quite a bit. Yeah. You've got a lot of time on your hands, so go for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would quite like to have that magnetic ability for... This is a very specific use case here. I often have... Well, in fact, I've got a bowl on my desk, which is filled with coins. Or it isn't anymore, because I took them recently to the supermarket to change into notes. Rock and roll. But I thought that would be pretty good to collect up all my old coins. But then I thought, imagine how tricky it is when you're first starting to learn to use the superpower. And you'd be in a restaurant, for instance, you'd just be walking past a table and you'd attract all the cutlery and you'd be constantly apologizing to Mm. people. It's quite a difficult conversation that to have, right? Uh, Don't worry, I'm super magnetic. Yeah, exactly. Probably not as weird as, oh, uh, my apologies, I've just turned into, uh, my clothes have fallen off and I've turned into a gigantic green muscly man. Well, I, you, I don't think you have to explain that because people would just run away. Yeah, okay. Wolverine, the claws. I, I didn't even get as far as to thinking how good that would be to use them. I just thought, again, imagine when you're starting to learn how to use that. Picking your nose. Going to the toilet, anything like that. It would be a nightmare. Kitty in X-Men. I can't remember Kitty. I don't know if you do, but apparently she has the superpower of intangibility, which essentially means she can rearrange her atoms to walk through walls, etc. 
And I thought that would be quite good for me because in my bedroom, I would be able to walk straight through the wall into the bathroom instead of having to walk around and, you know, it was just saying. I mean, me you're, an, you're, an, you're an inherently lazy human being, so I imagine that might be. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. But it's those little gains, incremental gains in life that make all the difference. True. And that I think are actually the key to happiness. Okay. And then finally, finally, Thor, apparently, um, as well as having a massive hammer, he could control the weather. Like and- Storm from the X-Men. Right, exactly, exactly. And I think the, the phrase for that is elemental control. Nice. But I think because I'm a great friend, H, that's the one I'd go for because I would use that to stop you getting sunburn. Well, we both know that's a power that would be completely wasted because despite being strawberry blonde, I actually tan quite well. Excellent. So that's our success this week. Adam Savage and his uh, Iron Man suit. Brilliant. Now, H, moving on to your moment to shine in the podcast. Yeah. What have you learnt on your travels that you can share with us? Okay. Well, I was thinking about what I could tell you this morning. and I, I, I kind of settled on um, a time two years ago when I went on a road trip through northern Spain. I don't know if you remember. I don't. Um, I passed through the village of Castrillo de Murcia. By chance, uh, the El Colacho, or Baby Jumping Festival, happened to be taking place. What? You don't know what El Colacho is. No, I don't. Okay, well, let me explain it to you. During El Colacho, babies under a year of age are laid out on mattresses and then men dressed as the devil in red and yellow suits holding whips and oversized castanets jump over them in the street. Is this a real thing? Absolutely real. Look it up. There's some videos online, you'll be able to see it. In doing so, they reckon that the infants um, are purged of original sin and guarded through life from evil spirits. I happened to catch, purely by coincidence, the El Colacho festival in Castrillo de Murcia. As I was standing in the crowd, uh, this guy bumped into me. And I, and I apologized, even though it wasn't my fault. And he shouted at me before storming off. And I was I was pretty upset by this. But thankfully, an old local guy who'd seen what had happened just very kindly put his hand on my shoulder and said, Nobody knows where the shoe pinches, but he who wears it. Okay, and what? I think it means that it's hard to know the true nature of other people's suffering. It's important to be sensitive and compassionate when people behave in a way that you might foot, uh, you, that you might find off-putting because you don't know what kind of hardship they're going through. So don't always judge people's behavior from the outside. Maybe be a bit more sensitive and understanding. Or the alternative interpretation I took from that was don't listen to others' opinions of what you should or shouldn't do because they can only see things from the outside. Only you know what is best for your well-being as only you can tell how something feels. So trust your gut. So H, I think we'll wrap it up there. Thank you as ever for your insight. Thank you very much for being with us. You're welcome. And uh, until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.